Hey everyone, Ben here, and we've got another Blood Bowl short story for you now. Uh, this one is called Solomork Grundy, and it's written by Matthew Lepore. Um, I picked this out as uh, a, a little one that I thought was uh, really... It just sums up Blood Bowl quite nicely. It had a great little story to it, a great little clip to it, and I enjoyed reading it. So hopefully uh, you'll enjoy listening to it, but if not, you can give it a read when we drop our PDF on Christmas Day. So I am going to scoot off, and I'm going to leave you with Solomon Grundy by Matthew Lepore. Solomon Grundy was a Linorks Linorx. When it came to standing up to the biggest and baddest brutes on the line of scrimmage, there was no one more ready to take a hit and have another go. Built tough and dumb, Grundy was the centrepiece of the defensive line for the minor league blood bowl club, the Jersey Sharks. The only problem was that Grundy had no other ability or even interest when it came to the violent sport of blood bowl. Take hits and get back up to take more hits was about as detailed as any play involving Grundy would get. He was infamously dull, a downright stupid git of a player who made river trolls look like tactical geniuses. Occasionally the slow-witted greenskin would recognise an opportunity to assist one of his teammates in hitting some poor sucker, but only if joining the scrum looked like it would result in getting hit back down again. The doc reasoned that he was a pervert who enjoyed the pain, but Coach Snockrub argued that he just thought that's how the game was played. In a way it was. The game revolved, quite literally, around Grundy with actual play going on away from and even sometimes over the poor boy's head. The ball scored without any input from him, with the Jersey Shork star player Ogos Tutif carrying more than one orc's share of the weight for the rest of the team. All the rest of the slobs had to do was get hit and hit back, and Grundy was the star among them. Solomon Grundy was a line orc's line orc, and for a time, the game was good. Of course, things changed when Ogos was called up to the big leaves, a move that angered Coach Snotgrub to say the least. And while he never played a single game in the NAF, a freak, both legs snapped like twigs by an unknown assailant in the locker room, accident ended his career in the majors before it began, his absence on the Jersey Sharks was deeply felt. Now listen, Snotgrub explained to the team of nose-picking benchwarmers, you lot have to carry your weight. That means learning the playbook, or at least giving it a proper read for once. Solomon Grundy, illiterate as a headless snotling, didn't have enough still-firing neurons in his squat green skull to realise he was in trouble. Only when he showed up for practice later that week and coach began drilling into the team's heads the importance of a ball, did Grundy realise something might be amiss. Sort of round, poorly patched up and covered in rusty spikes, the object Snotgrub produced was unlike anything the Linorc had ever seen. Spinning it on one of his big fat fingers, Coach hammered home the importance of such an item, that the game revolved around it, and that these slobs had better learn to go after it. Grundy had trouble adapting to this new style of play. Whereas he wanted only to keep getting hit, the coach begged him to form cages and help move the ball. Grundy didn't want to help move the ball. He barely knew how, and so he stood on the line and took hits, even when the rest of the team were off chasing that blasted ball. Soon, Grundy became less and less an integral member of the team, wasting his time trying to tie down opposing linemen. Unsynchronised with the rest of the Orcs, he would find himself time and time again outmanned and outmatched. With no assistance, the hit started to hit harder, and he started to stay on the ground longer. Pull Grundy! He's wasting our time! The fans would scream. What a git! Get him off the pitch! Sometimes their calls to remove Grundy were literal. 
Pushed down by so many opponents, his broken orc body would need to be peeled off the pitch. Solomon Grundy was never a star, but his insistence on running an old style of play made him downright disliked. Unable to adapt to the team's new strategy of, as coach called it, actually playing the game, Grundy was eventually benched, and while sitting on the bench was more his speed when it came to tactics, he hardly enjoyed it. The poor boy was too dumb to play the most violent, brutal game of head bashing in the old world. Worse yet, he was too dumb to understand why. Thankfully, Blood Bowl is not a game in which a bench player stays clean for long. With the brutal and likely fatal head smashing of teammate Real Big Fist at the hands of a brutish mummy, Grundy was tapped to rejoin the team. Coach took him aside in a likely futile attempt to teach him how to play the game Grundy had enjoyed for the last several years. Listen Grundy, you small-brained snorling. You don't have to catch the ball, you don't even have to grab the ball. Just be around the ball and make sure your boys can get it. That's it, alright? You stupid thick skull moron you. You can take all the hits you want. Snotgrub patted the slow Solomorg on his back and threw him onto the pitch. It was time for Grundy to make his return to the game. The fans, well aware of his stupidity and long tired of his inability to play, booed the boy's entrance. Grundy was too dumb to realise this was aimed at him, but still, somewhere in his pea brain, he knew he had something to prove. Like so many times before, the Orc stood on the line of scrimmage and prepared to face down the opposing team. The crowd cheered, awaiting the bloodbath and possible scoring drive by the Jersey Shorks. The teams postured at each other, trying to intimidate the other into folding like little goblins. The zombies of the Pumpkinville Pink Horrors stank, the smell of undeath warmed over twice wafting through the thick night air. Punt. The sound of the ball kicked by a zombie, rocketing into the sky. Then something surprising happened. Something made Grundy look up that night, though onlookers were unsure as to what caused this change. His beady red eyes tried to focus on the blurry leather egg hurtling through the air. Something that Grundy had never really paid attention to before. The ball. In order to impress Coach, Grundy knew what he had to do. Dodging a tackle from a decaying zombie, Grundy ran back from the line of scrimmage, weaving through his own team in an attempt to make it to the Jersey Shorks' backfield. Angry and confused screaming from the crowd and from the team mixed into a wave of encouragement for the dumb orc. Running as fast as he could, he positioned himself under the waiting shadow of the ball. He looked up, watching the oblong ovum get larger and larger as it came closer and closer. You don't have to catch the ball, just be around the ball. Coach's words echoed in Grundy's empty head. He stood still, hands at his side as he prepared to be as around the ball as he possibly could be. Closer and closer the ball came, its arch trajectory aiming straight for the greenskin's thick skull. Crash! The ball found its mark, drilling straight through Grundy's head, boring a hole right through it. The orc swayed first, then fell hard, what little brains he had pouring from the gaping wound. Grundy was dead, and the crowd cheered. But that wasn't the end of Grundy's story. A few minutes after death, Grundy found himself on the opposite side of the pitch, staring down to Jersey Shorks, very much alive. Or, more accurately, very much undead. The Orc had found himself resurrected, given a second chance on the Pumpkinville Pink Horrors. What should I do about the ball? The zombie line orc moaned to his coach. Ball? The zombie coach replied. Solomon Grundy was a zombie zombie, and for the rest of eternity, the game was good. <laughs>